Hi, everyone. We're here with uh, the 52nd Annual Snowball Derby Champion, Travis Braden. Travis, thanks for joining us. How are you doing tonight? Hey, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing pretty well. Getting ready for the race. Good evening, Good evening Travis. How are you? Where are you at today? Where am I at? Is yeah, that... where are you at today? I We are actually uh, in Pensacola right now, believe it or not. We're, uh, last night, my girlfriend, Jess, was competing in the Miss Snowball Derby pageant in downtown Pensacola. So um, it's kind of nice. She has some, some relatives that live here. So I uh, came to town for that and stayed an extra day or so. We're leaving leaving tomorrow to go back and finish up getting ready for the Derby and have Thanksgiving. Ah, cool. Yep. Yeah, we were down there for the 50th annual Snowball Derby, Travis. And I tell you what, that, that part of town and that area of uh, – the United States is just beautiful. Yeah, it's a really, really nice area. I haven't, um, contrary to a lot of people's belief, I haven't really spent a lot of time down here. I haven't really raced at Pensacola very much. Um, I've been in the Flake twice, and last year was my first start in the Derby. So, actually, I haven't even been in the Flake twice because the one year it got canceled and we didn't have it. We weren't able to come back when they rescheduled it. So, um, but I mean, yeah, the more I've spent time here, it's really cool. We have some awesome restaurants and some cool, you know, uh, nightlife atmosphere, uh, which of course this year is kind of different because of COVID, but just a really cool place. And, you know, it's nice for everyone that's in the racing world kind of likes, I think, to be able to come down here in December and kind of get away from, you know, the first, first part of the winter where you're kind of like, oh man, you know, got to deal with this cold weather for a couple of months and just kind of go back racing and have some fun. So did your girlfriend, how did she do? Did she, uh, how did she place? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's a funny question. We really, believe it or not, she actually didn't place at all. Um, it, was, it was kind of a, a bummer for sure. You know, last year she was the, she was a, she was a runner up, but there was a, it was a tie. Um, it went into like a, a triple tiebreaker vote. Um, she was the runner up and didn't make it. And this year, uh, for whatever reason, they they didn't kind of do the pageant the same way, and she really, um, she never got a chance to speak or anything, and and they judged and picked a top five just based on um, the girls, you know, you know, pageant preparation, their looks, whatever, and and um, she wasn't in the top five, so unfortunately, she didn't get a chance to really be a part of the show and and you know, emphasize what what we feel like the whole point of being a part of it is, but that's how it goes. Well, okay. So let's get into your year here. 2020 is a year unlike many, <laughs> any other really. What has your year looked like? The last time we talked to you was the Dixieland 250 when you came up here with that. So tell us about how your years went and some highlights that you've had. Yeah, overall, it's it's been a pretty solid year. Just, um, just kind of one of those years where, you know, it was like really, really good performance. Probably the best year um, which started really about the middle of last year, you know, all the way through the Derby and then into this year, just some of the best performances in terms of speed, but just, you know, a lot of second place finishes, a lot of, you know, parts failures every now and then, or we blew a tire at Winchester in the, in the uh, pro late model race, you know, kind of lights out on the field, just stuff like that. Um, but overall, like hard to complain just because the performance was there and, we were kind of stealing the the spotlight most of the time, if you will. And so um, really, really solid, just 
you know, would have liked to bring home a couple more trophies and winner's checks. But, um, you know, good year and really looking forward to, even though it's a totally different situation for me this year at the Derby uh, with some new people that I've never worked with before, I've got as much confidence as ever that we'll be competitive and uh, it'd be a cool story if we could could do it on a first try, basically. So let's talk about that change just for a second here. You were with Team Platinum for, for many years, as you and I talked back uh, in August there. Uh, unfortunate deal after the Winchester 400, if I'm not mistaken, where they decide to um, depart that part of racing. So what's that been like trying to adjust to a new team and try to find rides? Because you have a lot of uh, trophies, big trophies under your name, the the Winchester 400, you're a two-time ARCA CRI Super Series champion, the Snowball Derby last year, and been with Team Platinum and know them for a while. So how's that adjustment went and um, how how big of a shock was that to you? Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, the timing was probably the worst part just because, of course, you know, our schedule included the All-American 400, first week in November, and the Snowball Derby, you know, next next month. And, um, you know, so it was only like two weeks prior to, to the All-American 400 that the news kind of broke, if you will. And uh, just the timing that made it hard, you know, like, um, you know, as, as as things have gone for the Derby, like we were, we've been able to really come up with some great opportunities and we're really fortunate, but um, more time would have made that even easier. And, you know, the, the very short amount of time made it impossible to do the, the same thing for the All-American 400. So it was just, it was kind of a bummer. You know, we put a lot into this. My girlfriend, Jess, and I have um, put our whole lives into this. I don't know if you, you guys really know the story, but, you know, I've, I've been kind of living on the road for years, working for people and driving for them. And, and uh, this year in January, we decided that we wanted to try to make a, you know, move to NASCAR essentially and still be a part of, of short track racing, but um, get more involved in, in NASCAR racing. And so um, I, ha- I bought a motor coach and we moved to Charlotte to, to start a life in racing down there, uh, living in the motor coach. So, I mean, we, this is our whole life. This is all we do for a living. And so that it's just a tough time with everything going on to, to have to, you know, mentally manage all of that. But um, at the same time, I will say, you know, you asked me about the transition and one of our goals for 2021, ironically, uh, even before the, you know, the, the closing of our season with Team Platinum um, was to try to start our own ventures, if you will, and, and do things, you know, a little differently and kind of have more control and direct influence on, you know, what I'm doing and how it's going to be done and, and where and just all those things that, you know, at this point in my career and in the age I am in my life, it's just, you know, I'd like to kind of do things my way sometimes. So, um, ironically, you know, the timing was bad and it was tough, but it's worked out so far really well for the Derby. It's going to be a lot of fun and some great things are on the horizon for next year. So maybe it was kind of a blessing in disguise, but it sure was, you know, hard to, to mentally balance it at first. So did you get to run at Nashville or is Pensacola going to be your first race with your new team? Uh, I did not get to run at Nashville. And I will say too, I don't want to mislead anyone or confuse anyone. The The snowball derby race is going to be um, at least at this point, just a, just a one-off race uh, with some great people, really, really good friends that um, I haven't actually known very long, but uh, we've, we've made a great relationship so far and uh, it's kind of a joint effort. You know, they would like to be a part of it. And when the opportunity came that I didn't have a ride and was looking for one, they were like, Hey, we would, we would love to do that. And, um, you know, there's no, we haven't discussed anything about any future racing together in particular. Um, 
but you know it's it's of course something that might be up in the air long term in the future uh every now and then but uh we're just we're we're really focused on having some fun and and doing things a little differently this year at the snowball tell us about the grind to try to find that team and try to find sponsorship because we know the state of racing in the in the country right now is isn't the isn't the greatest, especially with COVID going on, but it's always hard to find sponsorship. Tell us about what you've been doing and how hard that truly is. Because, try to put it in words that make the, you know, the people that listen to this really hit home. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, right? Like finding a team is easy. I had, I had thousands, it seemed like probably dozens, but uh, people calling and texting and messaging and emailing and just everywhere you could think of, I was getting people like, Oh, you know, we'll, we'll do we'll do things for you for this amount of money or that amount of money and you know a lot of people just wanted to to make a profit and um a lot of people don't realize you know it's, it's kind of a part of the story that's that's kind of good that this has happened because it's brought it to light if you will but you know i've always been a paid employee to drive race cars i've never um brought any sponsorship to any racing and i've always made a living doing this so um but it put me in a spot where obviously i had to do it a little differently for the derby and so I mean, of course, sponsorship is the hardest thing, but I've been really, really fortunate, you know, from people back in my hometown, from people just in the racing, you know, circle all around, you know, in general and in short track racing. A lot of people from Pensacola, actually, uh, we've just had a lot of people stepped up to give us a little bit of money, whether it's, you know, a set of tires worth or a thousand bucks here or there. Um, And we've actually been able to, to get, you know, a primary hood sponsor now and and we've almost got a completely sold out race car. So um, it's worked out. It's just, again, it's one of those things that if we were doing it our way and we were going to prepare a race this way, we would have been um, preparing all those sponsorships and things, you know, nine months ago or so and not in a, in a six week span. So it's been tough and, you know, everyone in racing, that's, that's the game, right? I mean, it's the thing that a lot of people don't, you know, necessarily realize about motorsports and especially stock car racing is that, you know, contrary to, you know, stick and ball sports, I guess, if you will, if you could be Tom Brady and never get a chance to even play for a team, let alone a good team. And, you know, in other sports, your talent will show through and you will get an opportunity if you're at least just present, you know, if someone can even just see you, you will get a chance. And, and racing is not that way. You could be very competitive and it, and it takes a lot of work and it will always take a lot of work, even for the most successful drivers. Um, things happen. You know, you see um, like Jimmy Johnson, right? He lost Lowe's home improvement after all those years. And, you know, of course, I'm sure they were able to, to fill that void quickly, but that's the game. It's always about obtaining sponsors um, and doing a good job of, you know, creating that value to keep them. And so, yeah, that's never, never easy. It's been extremely difficult to, to, um, to make this happen. And one thing I'll say is we're very fortunate to the team that we're partnering with for the race has, has been very gracious and, you know, they're, they're investing a little bit in this from their perspective as well. So it's made it a little easier because of that too. Let's transition into snowball derby talk. Now, last year you were the champion you said it was the first time you were down there. Talk about how that's changed your life and what a big moment that was. And then also during the race, you know, it looked like Ty Majeski was going to go on and win. 
there was an incident. I believe you were one of the cars late that got in an incident and that played right into your, your hands there where you were able to come up and then take the win. Yeah, I mean, the way that the race went was uh, was pretty incredible. Um, I guess I'll give you the, the brief story of the whole week because to, to me it's a really, you know, something I'll never forget and, you know, just kind of a story of the ups and downs and, and how things can seem like, you know, you've lost everything and then you get it right back and then just a roller coaster ride was really what it was. But um, anyway, you know, we, we had a great year last year, like I said, and performing very well came down to the snowball derby we were a top five car it seemed like in in every practice the whole week um which to me that means you're in position right you're just maybe we weren't the best car i think ty majeski was definitely the best car in the race and there were times that like you know steven nassie was really good or this person or that person had you know good runs but ty was the best all day um but anyway we were so good in practice and then right like less than five minutes to go in final practice on Friday before qualifying, I got in a wreck in practice. Um, and it, I mean, it, the clip was bent. I mean, the car was destroyed. We had to put an entire body on it, right front suspension, right rear suspension. Uh, we, you know, we just kind of had to deal with the clip being damaged. It wasn't horrible, but it was bent. Um, and we replaced all that and we were still, you know, tightening bolts and taping stuff together as we were growing through tech for qualifying and we qualified 30th, which is, as you know, the, the last spot to lock in the show. So that was just, you know, a huge deal. I think it was like a couple thousandths of a second separated us from 31st, which would have meant we weren't in the show. Um, but anyway, we made it in. So we had some time between, you know, Friday and, and Sunday to make sure the car was right. And we were able to do so. And, and uh, so, so we started, you know, of course in the back and, and like the first caution comes out and I was kind of, you know, struggling with, with grip. So we came in for adjustments and went a lap down on pit road. So, you know, this, this weekend just keeps going up and down. Uh, we're lap down, but we get our lap back. We come all the way through the field up into, into the top five, you know, about halfway through. And I think it was like eight laps to go or something like that. I was running fourth. And I passed uh, three wide. I passed Cole Butcher, I think it was, and uh, Jeff Chiquette for, and took second. And we went down into turn one, and Cole was kind of trying to cross me over, I think, and got into my, my quarter panel and spun me out. And, you know, right like that, you know, we had fought so hard all weekend to recover from all these adversities, and, and we were going to run second to Ty Majeski. And, you know, we had you know, cleared into second place, and there was only a few laps to go, and, and it all went away. And I uh, thought our day was over again, but, you know, to, to everyone else's misfortune, there was a wreck on the next restart, which gave us most of that track position back that we had had and earned um, all day. And, you know, the rest is history. We finished second. And, um, you know, the, the tech the tech situation, Stephen Nassi originally won and was disqualified. And, and that's, you know, that's how it went. But just, again, even the tech thing was a roller coaster because – we were ecstatic to run second, very pleased with that. And then you have this emotion of, you know, you don't really want to see the competitor get disqualified in order to be the winner. You want to actually win the race. So just a lot of emotion up and down. Yeah, that was kind of crazy of uh, 2019 down there of your roller coaster right there. But uh, uh, what, are, what are you going to focus on this year? Something that you just uh, didn't take into consideration last year, being the first time there. Yeah, I mean, I think, the key was things that we learned in the race, even though uh, it worked out well enough for us that we won. 
you know, a lot of that is luck that goes in that, that just kind of comes your way sometimes. And, um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that you can create your own luck to an extent. So I think, you know, some of the things that just happened naturally last year, um, we'd like to try to plan for those and, and make those things happen and, and capitalize on them. And uh, part of that is just, you know, being prepared for whatever position we start in. And if we start in the back, you know, maybe pitting out a cycle or something, um, you know, to get the track position back and, uh, you know, really just uh, trying to focus on like the fact that if there's weather or something, you know, that really hurt us last year because of the rain delay. Uh, the race started, track was really green and I was just struggling. I mean, I was all over the place. We had no grip and, you know, we could have adjusted for that with tire pressures to start the race until we got a chance to pit and we didn't. So just, just really the little things. Cause obviously, you know, I've, I've, for whatever reason, I've had a decent handle on the racetrack behind the wheel. And I, I feel like, you know, I can kind of get cozy and, and just and run good solid laps there. It's just a place that I like to, to drive at and it seems to fit my style. So, you know, don't overthink that stuff and just focus on the fine details that can, you know, ruin your day if you don't or make your day really, you know, give you a great chance if you do. So I'm just thinking there's a bunch of practice time, obviously, down there. And how do you how do you not overthink it at times because you're practicing thinking I need this, but then Sunday may be a little different and you're trying to chase that track change and everything else. How do you how do you determine what you're going to do for Sunday's setup or even Friday for qualifying when you're practicing before that and not really knowing what's exactly going to happen? I think that's the toughest part. And I probably can't say that I have a good answer for that other than, you know, if you consistently feel pretty good and then one run, you, something feels kind of funky, you know, try not to adjust for that one run, you know, and that does happen. It seems like in my experience, it's like we've had a pretty good handle and make some changes that, you know, you feel the response that you would expect from the change. And then all of a sudden you'll make one change and it doesn't react the way you thought. And it's like, okay, well, let's look at this, you know, a cloud came out or, or the sun came out or someone you know, was leaking a little oil, you know, there's just, you got to really focus on what's going on. And it's really important to have a good spotter up top that can actually see everything and communicate with the other spotters. And, and, uh, you know, most of the time a good spotter is important during the race, of course, but the snowball derby is a prime example of a race where, uh, you know, a spotter that's aware of what's going on makes a lot of difference in practice as well. And just preparing for a Sunday's race. So I think that's probably the, the keys. What makes the Snowball Derby so different? Because you've won a lot of championships. You've run the Winchester 400, for example. What makes the Snowball Derby so prestigious? I mean, man, you just got to look at probably, you know, qualifying, right? It's like a good example of what makes it different because uh, I think last year might be a record for how tight the field was. But um, I think Derek Thorne was on the pole and he had like a half a tenth on second. But I think from, like, 2nd to 30th, which is where we qualified, and that's the cutoff line, was, like, less than two-tenths of a second. I think it was, like, 1,500s from 2nd to 30th, you know. So just put that in perspective. Like, the whole field is within less than two-tenths, considerably within less than two-tenths. You know, there's no other race that the top 15 is even within two-tenths of a second. So it just – I mean, and that's across the board, whether you're looking at any other short track race or NASCAR or 
or any kind of racing. I mean, unless you're looking at drag racing, there's nothing like that. So, and it's probably not even that close to drag racing. So it just, to me, the, the level of competition and how you can be really, really good and just not even perform at the snowball derby, you know, because it's just so competitive. That's what makes it different. Um, and it, you know, again, you guys talked about it a lot about like, what do you got to do to not, you know, over practice or adjust your car away for practice versus the race. And that's the key. It's just all the fine details and just, you know, trusting yourself, having a good group of people around you and, and, you know, just really staying focused. Yeah, you know, when we were down at the 50th annual 2017, you know, during that qualifying session, um, you could just feel it in the atmosphere. I mean, it's got to be really intense uh, waiting to go out and qualify, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's – I somebody just asked me earlier today, you know, do you get nervous when you race still? I was like, you know, it's been a, probably almost 10 years since I got nervous for a race. But um, the – the one thing I would say I got a little bit of like anxiousness was qualifying last year for the snowball derby. Uh, but I will say even that, you know, it was a little bit extra just because of the fact that we are, you know, we just wrecked our car and I was frustrated and didn't think we were going to make it in. And so there was other emotion playing into that, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tense deal for sure. Well, Travis, we can't thank you enough for the time today. Uh, we hope to reconnect with you again to tell a little bit more of your story. We've done this twice now and have really enjoyed it. You can tell in these interviews that you are so passionate about it. And uh, I think that'll come through to a lot of the fans too that haven't heard a lot of your story. So uh, we can't thank you enough. Good luck down there. And hey, we got a date for Winchester and the Oktoberfest race weekend that split up there. So it, it finally happened. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. We talked about that, didn't we? So that's, that's good. That finally happened. I'm, I'm just bummed it's so late in the year because I know it's going to be freezing cold now, but um, probably at both races now. But, yeah, we appreciate you guys and uh, really looking forward to it, and hopefully everybody enjoyed the show. Yeah, good luck down there, Travis. But, hey, you know, double it up, man, champion. Do it again. Uh, we'll be rooting you on. Yeah, let's time. do it. I want to cross the line first this time, so that's my goal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many uh, how many two-time or even one-time champs are, are in the field anymore. Uh, Rich Bickle's not going to make it, so that would be uh, that would be quite the story for you. Yeah, I mean, I know you know obviously Chase and Kyle are probably the only two uh, previous winners I think in the race. So um, yeah, it'd be cool to, to put myself in that category with them. It's cool enough to be in the you know the category as a single winner, but. Um, It'll be, it's going to be a really, really big weekend, you know, with those guys coming and how stout the field already is and uh, Chase being the champion. So it just uh, it's cool. I'm hoping that that's a good, you know, a good thing for everyone this weekend, bring some extra focus. And, you know, some of the short track guys that have a good weekend, hopefully it propels someone's career a little bit further forward. And, um, you know, that's one, that's one piece that I felt like I missed out on a little bit last year was there weren't any, you know, NASCAR guys there. So, you know, it's always nicer to have them in the field so you can kind of show off, you know, your ability. Are you going to use that lucky number 26? No, I can tell you uh, the number will not be a 26. That was actually just, uh, you know, just Team Platinum's personal number. That was never my number. So I'd feel kind of weird taking it anyway, but uh, we'll have a new number, at least for this, just this one race. And um, it'll be kind of 
kind of unique to the to the story as well. All right, <laughs> good stuff, man. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll look forward to you releasing all of that again. Good luck down there, and we'll try to reconnect with you after the derby here. All right, thank you guys again. Thanks. Good luck, champ. Well, what an interview by Travis Braden, Mark. I tell you what, I interviewed him. Uh, you were unfortunately not able to make that one back after the Dixieland 250. And I can tell you what, the thing that stands out about Travis, and I'm not it's not against any other driver. I think a lot of drivers are this way, but you can tell his answers are just authentic and how much he actually loves the sport and is passionate about it. He sure sounds confident. You know, he's confident about himself. Um, yeah, <laughs> very good uh way of explaining himself and everything like that. And, you know, he's going down there with a brand new team and, you know, one shot deal and, um, you know, throw his hat in his hat in the ring and see what happens. So uh, good for him. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people may not know of Travis Braden, but like I said, he has a lot of championships and big wins under his name. As we mentioned in the interview, a two-time ARCA CRA super series champion, Winchester 400 champion, Snowball Derby champion. I mean, ran well in the ARCA series, has has one career win there. Him and I touched on that in the last podcast that we were on. I mean, when he shows up, he's a, he's a guy to watch like a few of the guys will interview. Yeah, he's still young. He's only, he's, he's still 26, you know, and we met him in Madison, you know, and uh, when, when the ARCA series was down there and uh, we wanted to kind of rub up with him here in Kakana, but uh, he had an incident and, uh, and we ended up leaving early. So um, hopefully we can run into him uh, 2021. I'm sure uh, he, <laughs> he might come up this way. <laughs> he thinks it's always cold up here, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, I'm hoping Oktoberfest because him and I touched on that for quite a bit in that last podcast that we did. And he was he he was adamant, and as was I, that that needs to be split up, and and it happened. And him and I connected on Twitter over that a little bit when that was announced. And I'm hoping he is able to make that now. You know, with his new direction, who knows where his career will will take him? But I'm hoping for that. Well, yeah, you hope that winning the the snowball derby opens up a few doors for him. You know, that's going to help him out. But you know, he moved back to Charlotte. You know, that's the place you want to be. And uh, I'm sure his uh, his future is really uncertain as who's gonna where he's gonna land. But uh, at least one thing for no for sure he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be at the snowball. Yep, and we look forward to seeing what he's uh, announcing here before the snowball. What team he's with, the number of paint scheme sponsors. So we'll look out for that. Make sure you follow him on uh, Twitter or Facebook too, Travis Braden. Uh, he puts out some good stuff on social media too, and is really good with fans and everything. So make sure you follow him there. So uh, Mark, thank you for joining me for the interview, man. This has been a fun little series that we've been doing. Yep. We're going to line up a few more here. So let's just keep this going. This is good stuff. Yep. We got more coming. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya.